Hello and welcome to Sorry You Went Viral. This is the podcast where we look at all the stories that have really set social media alight over the last week or so. My name's Hannah. And I'm Tim. And let's start with Matt, or should we say Ken? So this is uh, divided social media and uh, and people generally uh, offline as well this week seeing this. Um, Three million views on TikTok alone for this video by Matt Hancock, the former health secretary, miming along if you weren't aware of, um, I think it's a song from, from Barbie about Ken. Um, and um, yeah, people kind of either ridiculing it or can't stop watching it. It's one of the two. Um, was, was it was it was it put up on his TikTok? As in, like he uploaded it as his content onto his platform. Yeah, so he loves doing little kind of memes and zeitgeist jumping on zeitgeists, and this was a good example. I think he's on holiday with his kids and having a fun mucking around and put it up, and uh, you know, he certainly gets him. Back in the headlines and name recognition, you know. Uh, I, can, I can sense the cynic in you coming out here. Yeah, it does get him back in the headlines. It does get um, a lot of clicks. I think, what did you say it was? Three million views already mm-hmm. on TikTok. And then obviously it went mad everywhere else as well afterwards. I mean, generally, I think people are pretty like, horrified <laughs> or kind of found it a bit cringeworthy. But that's what he's sort of become known for. Um, aside from the very serious nature of the job that he used to do as health secretary through the COVID pandemic. And obviously he's been in the press a lot for very serious reasons at the COVID inquiry over the last couple of weeks. But aside from that, he's also been in the jungle, celebrity jungle stuff. And he's known as a bit of like to sort of be the butt of the joke. And he seems to he seems to be kind of like jumping on that now rather than, you know, kind of shying away from the attention. He seems to be embracing the ridicule, I guess. I think he's trying to again now he's announced he's not standing the next election it's mm. he's thinking about a post parliament career and you know fair to be fair to him he is um capturing tiktok in a way that no other politician really has um to be honest so interesting to see um i did see as well uh denise welsh the loose women uh presenter uh chucks a little jibe his way saying this is the perfect example of a man with zero self-awareness or humility which would be one thing but then what i loved was um uh, a woman on twitter called ellie loves dilfs um i won't explain that acronym if you don't know what it is um quote tweeted denise welsh's um comment was saying hold on your son is matt healy from the band who's also some would say uh, his awareness and humility is somewhere questioned. So I just <laughs> love that kind of one-upmanship on it. Um, but I think if you take it for what it is, just a bit of light fun, it's fine. Obviously, some understandably take it more seriously. But I think someone is just trying to communicate in a different way. And I think it's really interesting to see how it's working for him. 
Yeah, and arguably, you know, he's not doing any harm in doing this. I say arguably because there will be some people who are looking at the more serious nature of his professional work. Uh, and as I said, his job as, as it was as health secretary, and they will take, I'm sure a lot of people take great offence at him looking to be having any fun whatsoever whilst they're still wanting and trying to seek answers for loved ones that they've lost through COVID, etc. Um, so, yeah, but, you know, um, perhaps it was just uh, an innocent bit of fun on the beach that's happened to be seen by millions and millions and millions of people but anyway uh on to um the next story we're going to talk about is um many of you will know about the the canny mason family this incredibly talented uh, family of musicians young musicians um they have been um well known for playing i think it's the the violin piano or cello i think they sing as well as well some yeah. of them and there's a family of brothers and sisters, all aged between sort of 12 and 25. Um, one of the eldest brothers is perhaps the most prominent. Um, and he actually played at Meghan and Harry's wedding. And he's played, you know, oh. been on a kind of a global stage quite a lot. And he's a, they are phenomenal world class musicians. And the reason we're bringing up this story now is because the mother, um, who's called Dr. Kadiatu Kanemason, she tweeted um, saying a racist Twitter response to Isata Kanemason, this is her daughter, uh, playing at BBC Proms, made one of my younger daughters, who saw it accidentally over my shoulder, sob uncontrollably. It's a never-ending battle to keep positive, determined and creative, but we will. And then she went on to say afterwards, after they were kind of um, flooded with loads of messages of, of support and outrage, of course, that that a young person, I don't actually know how old Isata is, but anyway, she's a, she's either a, a teenager or certainly a young person. Um, but anyone, quite frankly, to receive racist uh, abuse is horrendous and completely unacceptable. Um, but she's also doing something completely beautiful and creative and wonderful and performing for all of our delight as well. So in in that context, so many people got in, um, you know, piled in on, on Twitter and said how you know sorry they were that this sort of thing still exists. And it, I guess it just goes on to show that Twitter can be um, a force for bad in that you get awful people having a platform to spout their kind of their abuse and racism but then you also can have hopefully the majority of people who then pile in and say that that is the minority and the majority of us are good and decent and this is a platform for good um, and she said afterwards this is the mum again thank you so much to everyone who responded so kindly and um, what was deeply hurtful and dispiriting has been turned into joy and celebration so um yeah, they are, as I said, an incredible family and everyone should go and check them out because, um, I mean, you know, you'd, you'd hope to have an ounce of their talent in, your, in just one part of your body. But having an entire family of brothers and sisters who are all phenomenal um, needs to be celebrated. Yeah, um, incredibly talented and the most kindly spoken, polite people as well. Um, watching some of the videos yesterday, um, go through back through the feeds. Um, and as, as you said, the worst thing is the, the young daughter seeing the racist abuse mm. as well, how affected she would be by it. And um, what was quite sad is um, the mum um, was on BBC Radio Nottingham after the tweeting about it. And she says that apparently the family had been forced to deal with abuse ever since we came to public attention. 
Um, but what's great to see and hear was that she said that wouldn't stop them from carrying on doing what they're doing. They're amazing music and also speaking out against these kind of racist or abusive posts on yeah. social media. Yes. Well, staying also then with um, the sort of the legal side of things. And this is um, a, a story which kind of surfaced from Lancashire Police over the last week or so. Um, and it's kind of like a take on the sort of like how it started and how it's going thing. So Lancashire Police posted uh, two images side by side, um, which I think we can probably bring up now the the, the tweet. This is their Twitter account. Um and you can see here uh, Samuel Walmsley, who was uh, one of 14 men jailed for nearly 50 years um, for his role in crime conspiracies in Great Harwood. Um, now, y- you can see here that obviously it's the, uh, him kind of like showing off his uh, his spoils after a burglary or whatever it was uh, on one side and then him being locked up on the other side as well. Um, so interesting to see how the police now are really engaging in social media to try and connect with the public and the kind of response they've had because it's been a bit mixed hasn't it yeah i thought this was a really kind of smart way of of using um social media in a sensitive way to the victims but also just showing the recklessness and stupidity of the um of the the gang you know who were posting on snapchat and facebook um boasting of what they've done showing off the, what they'd stolen and just really silly stuff. Um, yeah, there was a bit of backlash to it. There was um, some saying uh, it condescends and insults uh, the victims of crime. And to be fair to Lancashire Police, they've been very sensitive to this. And in fact, they've been asking um, for followers to feed back to them on their social media approach. Mm-hmm. But I think um, it's been a really clever way it's got much more attention to the story as well but again interesting to see i haven't seen on other platforms how they've done it but i thought the thread was a really clever way of highlighting uh the story and it was just the stupidity of the gang yeah and obviously like the victims themselves wouldn't be identified by the police or anything um but i mean i suppose i i, I can see if it, if it was you who was the direct victim of this particular gang then it might be seen to be sort of making light entertainment out of what was presumably a very painful um experience for you so i i, I can understand why some people it's people think it's perhaps making light of police work or criminal activity um but as you say, if if these gangs are operating and sort of like showing off using social media, then the police need to be able to like match them at their own game and say like, you know, you come after us and we'll come after you. Um, and this that that this tweet got seventeen million views on Twitter. I doubt whether Lancashire Police they met, they're probably, I doubt whether they have that many people in there on their patch. <laughs> so uh, it just goes to show the reach that you can have. Um, next up. Um, I'm pretty sure, like you, like me, I should say, you haven't heard of the rapper, the teenage rapper Lil Tay. And no, I mean, like, I, I, I'd like to pride myself on my uh, rapper kind of knowledge, <laughs> hip hop knowledge, but no, never actually heard of Lil Tay uh, until this week, of course, when um, she hit the headlines for seemingly all the wrong reasons. Yeah, um, I think to be fair, we're not the only ones. I think most people in the UK hadn't heard of her. Um, basically what happened, um, she has an Instagram profile that hasn't been used for several years. And then, uh, uh, during the week, uh, a post was put up on there saying that her and her brother had tragically died. 
Um, this was then picked up and reported across US show, showbiz and entertainment sites and then somehow got over to the UK and journalists just copied and pasted it without kind of checking, doing any basic fact checking. And it appeared everywhere from Sky News to The Telegraph about this rapper who mm. people didn't know about. And what, again, showed the level of um, curiosity, I suppose, amongst um, people in the UK uh, her name was top of Google News searches, uh, two hundred over two hundred thousand searches for her name. Wow! Uh, on, I think it was Wednesday or Thursday night, uh, because people hadn't heard of her and didn't know why she was in the news. Thankfully, um, luckily, it was uh, all a hoax. Um, um, apparently, her Instagram account had been compromised as they say in showbiz and entertainment worlds um, when it's been uh, misused uh, and it's all been kind of blown over, but just very strange about the rush to cover stories without checking and yeah. random people we haven't heard of in the UK. I think it, it plays into so many questions about security and privacy as well though, doesn't it? Because you think that if this came from her, the, the initial message came from her own account so, you know, I, I'm sure the people who were covering it just went, oh, this has obviously been posted by her management or something like that, or her family. Um, and you can see the rush to, I mean, it's such a random thing, isn't it? You can see the rush to suddenly kind of report it, like this person who's actually very influential. I think she's a rapper, but she's fundamentally just a professional show-off, isn't she? I mean, she's been doing this for the last kind of like five years she's 14 years old so she's been doing this since she was nine um <laughs> and sort of showing off with how much money she's got and all the rest of it um and yeah i i can sort of i can sort of sympathize with the journalist who rushed to kind of post it and 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 publish the story of her untimely death um but yeah it's a massive lesson for all for all of us who kind of like use social media and get our news through kind of like digital formats that hacking happens and that obviously I mean we don't know the details of how her account was compromised who knows I mean again being super cynical you can say this has given her massive publicity maybe she did it all herself yeah. I mean you know I'm, and I'm just speculating that but um yeah it's it, it is a, a massive lesson and um a, you know kind of like a red flag warning for all of us I think uh finally on what went viral um i love this from kylie Jenner, who's not known i would say for her self um uh deprecating yeah <laughs> and this is brilliant um you may have seen this video uh this week from her tiktok account uh it's her using this aging filter which has been quite popular on on tiktok particularly and as you can about to show you she wasn't that impressed by it i don't like it at all no no 150 million and counting views of that video now kylie jenner as most people will know is a, a self-made billionaire she's uh she's still very young she's still in her sort of early 20s or something like that and she's part of the kardashian jenner kind of big dynasty and in the US. Um, as you said, they're known for kind of like the aesthetics of being kind of like the the best and the brightest and the and all the various surgery work that they may have had and social uh, social media and reality TV, etc, cetera, etc. Cetera. And I actually think it's quite it's quite nice and refreshing. Her own industry, her own uh, brand is very much based on makeup. That's the Kylie brand. It's sort of lips, lipsticks and things like that. Um, 
So obviously her look and her face is very big to her brand. Um, and I like the fact that she's shown this kind of like uh, ugly, let's say, older kind of version of herself and can sort of poke a bit of fun at herself. I think it's a quite nice way of connecting with her fans and supporters and the people who sort of buy into her her brand as well. Um, can't say I'll be getting the app. I think I'll, I'll just... I'll just age, uh, continue aging disgracefully. I don't need an app to tell me about the lines and all the rest of it. And I don't have the billions of dollars to, um, you know, to get it fixed, which, you know, a lot of people who had commented on on her TikTok had said, you know, you're going to get work done anyway to fix that. So even if this is how you're going to age, don't worry about it, love. Because, I mean, look at her mother, um, Chris Jenner. She's um, She must be in her late 60s or something like that. And she looks like she's about 30 because it's... There's a lot of work that's gone into that. But, um, yeah. I can keep myself old school and just look at photos from 20 years ago when I was at uni <laughs> now and just see that ageing process as that battered and weathered look anyway. But I love it. It's her most popular TikTok, I think, ever. Which is amazing. So next on what it's like to go viral... This is another story where someone who's popular goes even bigger and gets even more viral, if that's possible. Um, <laughs> this story I found uh, from Rachel Richardson, who writes a great email, a uh, weekly email called Highly Flammable Substack, uh, really worth signing up for. Um, a TikTok star you may not have heard of called Mads Argy, who posts these kind of little self-reflective videos, short videos on just a range of topics she did one asking what do djs actually do what the fuck do djs actually do because i don't think they're remixing the song on the spot i think they make it ahead of time so what dials are they pressing what are the buttons doing is it a volume dial is it even connected to anything so what the fuck do djs actually do that initial kind of uh, question if you like uh, was seen by 34 million people uh have 4.4 million likes on uh tiktok and uh the question was answered by some djs uh who brilliantly then remixed it and this is um two djs who go by i think glass petals um and this is what they came up with in response. What the fuck do DJs actually do? Do 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 So that TikTok alone got 70 million views um, and it's kind of pretty addictive. Um, but again, what I love is, so these, this, this DJ's glass petals, mm. Johnny, then took it to another level and played it at a set. <coughs> Let's have a little listen. What the fuck do DJs actually do? Do, 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 Another set of DJs, this time Loud Luxury, made their own version and posted their video of uh, their performance in a club. This got 20 million views. Have a little listen to this one. 
Is it a volume dial? Is it even connected to anything? What the fuck do DJs actually do? Do, 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 do. What the fuck do DJs actually do? So there you go. If you're going to ask a question on social media, then um, expect or anticipate that you might actually get an answer. And I don't know if she's particularly happy about this, poor Mads, um, but she's obviously exposed herself to a few, probably quite a few more followers, a little bit of ridicule as well, and um, not done the DJ industry that much or any harm as well. Um, and some pretty, I think it's pretty good, those remixes. It's really pretty good. Kind of got me thinking, right, I'm ready in my 40s for a club again. So... Uh, <laughs> Maybe not, maybe not. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, and finally on the podcast this week, we have our timeline cleanser. And we're staying with the music theme as well and taking both of us, you and me, Tim, back to uh, the 90s, our heyday, if you like. I don't know if it was your heyday, it's probably mine. Anyway, it's um, this is a, like a 90s Euro pop parody. So a, a comedian has created a parody, a sort of a tribute to, to 90s Euro pop dance music. Um, and it's called Planet of the Bass. Um, and, you, I mean, you can't really say much more. We've just got to show the video. Put your hands up in the air. I love about that is it is it sounds like every single little 90s euro <laughs> dance song ever um what i love about this is that again on tiktok it did pretty well got a, a few million views but then someone then posted it on twitter i think actually it may have been carl himself mm. uh, and it's got over 100 million views uh, <laughs> on twitter and it's being as you said released as a song now and it's taking on a whole different uh level of things um what I love is Carl then posted a few days later, uh, <laughs> worryingly saying, dear God, I've created the next Millie Vanilli, um, which probably doesn't mean much to many people on TikTok. But um, I love it. I think it's just really clever and a great way to kind of um, for him to have enjoy more success with his own comedy creation. Exactly. A bit of nostalgia. Lovely for all of us. And um, I will be out there buying the single. If you still do, you even still do that anymore? Do we just buy it on Spotify? Don't, you don't you don't go buy the cassette anymore, do you? That was back to the nineties. Back to the nineties. Forget that. Um, moving swiftly on, anyway, showing our age. Um, that was it for this week. Thanks so much for joining us. Um, if you want to share any of the highlights, we're posting them up uh, on social media. Just find us on all the main platforms by searching for sorry you went viral and we'll be back next week see you then bye bye